This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It's great to have you here on The Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you with knowledge so you are empowered to make better financial decisions in your life. One way we try to help you make good decisions is with our websites, clark.com and clarkdeals.com. And I've got a deal for you. Great news today. You now will be able to monitor your credit reports all year long for free for years to come. It's big news. Also, I want to talk about homeowners associations. Now represent in new construction, two-thirds of homes are in mandatory homeowners associations. They can be great, but there can also be problems. I want to tell you what you need to know so you make an informed decision before you end up in a mandatory homeowners association community. Because what you don't know could hurt you. You could even lose your home. So let's talk credit. Americans know more about their credit than they ever have. But a lot of people are just totally befuddled by it or don't know who to trust, where to look, and the rest. Well, years ago, there was a compromise statute passed by the Congress and signed by the president that required Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian to make available to you your credit report once each year for free. They weren't happy. But then there was this federally approved site called annualcreditreport.com. And Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian discovered, hey, this free report is a great sales tool for us. And when you go to annualcreditreport.com, the three major credit bureaus are going to try to sell you all kinds of junk. Now, yeah, you can get your report for free, but they're going to try to get you to subscribe to this or that or the other and rip you off to the end of the earth. It's worked so well for them as a sales tool that they are now making annual credit report, basically weekly credit report. You're able every week to go on to annualcreditreport.com and get a copy of of your credit report for free from all three bureaus. This is a great advantage to you because if you get denied for something, you can go on and say, oh, wow, look at that on my Equifax report or what is that thing on my Experian report or whatever. You're able to see it for free. So use the free tools you're allowed to get your free credit report when you want. And remember, there are a lot of fake sites out there that use different names that pretend to be free. The only actual one that is the government-approved site doesn't even have free in its name. Annualcreditreport.com. That's the site. And again, I don't care what pitch Equifax, TransUnion, or Experian make to you. Don't line their pockets with those junky, awful, ridiculous memberships and subscriptions they try to get you to sign up for, just get your free report. 
remember also, and I can't ever say this enough, if you have credit cards, most credit card issuers now make your credit score available to you for free, either a real one, a FICO, or a simulated one called a Vantage score. They make it available to you on their app or on their website for free whenever you want to see it. And why do they do it? Because they pay to see your credit score constantly anyway. So Discover came up with the idea years ago that the industry was furious at Discover, where Discover said, hey, we're already paying for this. This is a nice benefit for you. You can see your credit score whenever you want for free. And Discover was right. And now the industry has widely adopted that. And then there's always Credit Karma, where you can see free copies of your credit reports and a simulation of your credit score for two of the bureaus using the Vantage simulation. Again, not as solid a score, a real score as a FICO, but it gives you a good indication of how you're doing generally with your credit. Krista? Let's go to questions. This is in from Matthew in Maine. I know you say never buy the extended protection plan, but I wanted to ask you anyway. I just bought some appliances from a local chain, and if you buy their five-year protection plan for $250 and don't end up using it, it's converted into a coupon for $250 off of a purchase of $999 or more. Does this change the calculus enough to make the protection plan a worthwhile idea? It does tell you, Matthew, how unbelievably profitable extended warranties are sold by retailers that they would make these offers where they'll rebate all the money to you for a future purchase to try to get you to spend the 250 bucks. So appliances break more than electronics. There's a higher chance that you might need it, but the math is still very, very favorable to the appliance store. The question is on this feeling like you have your cake and eat it too, whatever that expression is, Mm -hmm. is that are you really getting that because there's a high fatality rate in the appliance and electronics business of the retailers themselves. So you could buy this feeling like, hey, this is a no-lose scenario for you. You either have the coverage for the appliances or you get the money back in a future purchase five years later but only if they're still around. So it's only as good as the store that exists. And you could put that into a savings account and calculate what you'd have after three years too, to just see that. After five years, after five so years, 250 sorry. after five years. Uh, I can't let's do, see that if we can do that math. <laughs> no. You see, it's interest rates. To. You'd have, uh, this is terrible. I can't do it it's that okay. quickly. Oh, okay. I'm going to do I'm going to take a chance. Okay. Uh, I would say it'd be worth like 320 bucks after the five years. It's pretty good. So you'd, you'd, you wouldn't earn an enormous amount on that money. Andy in Mississippi says, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. My question is, since you have a lot of experience flying, how do you overcome the fear of flying? I've flown before, but each time I fly, I feel so overwhelmed with worry about the planes and what may happen to them. So... Krista has never enjoyed flying. I don't love it, no. And used to be terrified flying. Mm -hmm. How did you overcome it? 
Well, there are a few ways. I think that that's just like I'm I have a tendency toward anxiety anyway. So getting help with that was very helpful. It's a control thing. So there are classes you can take online and some airlines used to offer them. I don't think many do anymore, but I know British Airways did and Virgin offered one where you can take a fear of flying class where the important thing is they teach you what's really going on and showing you how everything works. So you can see how it's so much safer than driving even is. Do you know about the uh, Jello video? No. Uh, apparently one of the best tools that's ever helped people with flying is there's a pilot who uh, apparently, I think they have a family member who has flying anxiety or whatever, did this video explaining what happens, what's that bouncing you may feel from time to time in the sky and all that. And it apparently has been very helpful to people watching the Jello video about what actually is going on and why it helps relieve that fear, that concern, that unknown for you. Um, I, I fly, gosh, this year I've flown more than once a week on average all year. And I know this is weird, but every time I get on a plane, I love it. I'm excited by it. I actually love the whole experience, not just going to where I'm going. I love flying. And so for me, it's always been something that's been hard for me to understand. No, I get it though, Andy. And also if I'm on a long... My own wife gets nervous. Oh, yeah. Used to. Mm. I mean, on long flights, I have my doctor give me a little help, Andy. Really? Oh, yeah. You can take something because it helps me sleep too. But I had a problem this summer when I was going on a flight to Europe I took the pill that my doctor gave me, was feeling super relaxed and almost asleep, and then the flight was canceled. We sat on the runway for two hours, and I had to get off the plane and get myself to a hotel a little Under the woozy. influence of some kind of prescription med? Yes. Wow. But it's worth it. It's worth it, Andy. I well, hope that you actually, can Actually, it. Andy, I, I would say, you know... Try different techniques other than Krista's drugs. Well, that can help for a long flight. Okay. But YouTube does have a lot of videos on fear of flying, too, that can yeah. be helpful. But so. that's where the Jello video yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is try so. that. And let me know if anything you see or any of the techniques you find online are helpful to you, because it may be helpful to other people who also have anxiety when they fly. And, there, and I want to say, I know you were joking with me, but... You know, taking medication, period, for anxiety and other stuff is totally fine, too, if you need Absolutely. it. Rob in Indiana says, after growing up in a family involved with cemeteries and the funeral home business, I shouldn't have read this one right after poor Andy's question. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Krista. Wow. Mm. Content and continuity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Rob says, after growing up in a family involved with the cemeteries and funeral home business, I find myself at age 69 wanting to avoid all of this, the grief spending the emotional trauma of a wake, et cetera. So I'm looking at basic cremation and what is effectively a paperboard box. No services, no showings, no big deal. Remains returned to my next of kin where I can be placed on a mantle or preferably interred on our property, a 22-acre farm, which is legal in this state. Local funeral directors seem to be making a lot of money, so I found something called the Neptune Society. I'm still interested in shopping this around, but I'm wondering if you've ever dealt with this subject. Oh, yes, we have uh, many, many times over the years. Neptune is just a uh, chain of apparently discounted cremation services around the country. And there are also memorial, funeral and memorial societies that are nonprofit organizations all around the country, not everywhere, but most of the country that offer 
group buying power, essentially, for the members of the nonprofit for burial and cremation. And cremation services, if you shop online, see what's out there and leave instructions for people where you can shop for cremation and the price differences, I mean, it's stunning how huge the price differences are in cremation from one place to another. More and more people are doing a cremation separate from whatever memorial or celebration of life is being held. And at Clark.com, we have a guide to local funeral and memorial societies that you can check out. But on the internet, you actually, if you're having to, uh, somebody passes away unexpectedly, you're the one who has to make arrangements, you know they want a cremation, you can go online and comparison shop right online and it is, you just won't believe the price differences from the most expensive place to be cremated to the least expensive to be cremated. In your case, wanting to set up arrangements in advance, go for it. It will take one worry away from your loved ones and will take a big worry about you feeling like you've left an obligation on them. Coming up ahead, completely different topic. We're going to talk about when you buy a home, are you also buying another government that you have to deal with other than your city or your county? We're going to talk that through. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Homeowners associations are a choice that you can make. Overall, roughly a quarter of Americans, according to Bloomberg, now live in homeowners association communities, what are known as mandatory communities, where you must pay a monthly fee or an annual fee or quarterly or whatever it is, but you got to pay. But it's not just the fee. It's all the rules you have to live with. And there are people who love that because you can live in a neighborhood that is a non-homeowner association controlled neighborhood and somebody could let their house deteriorate, their yard grow up with weeds. And your only option if you're not in a homeowner association community is you've got to see if you can get the county health department or code and enforcement to come out and do something about it. And let me tell you, most jurisdictions, good luck with that. On the other hand, in a homeowners association community, which uh, new homes overwhelmingly are in these, overall, again, about a quarter of homes, you got to live by their rules. I was 
very young. First property I ever bought was a foreclosure when I was 22. The door was really faded. And so I just went to the paint store and I bought a can of paint and I painted the front door. At 22, I learned about homeowners associations because the next thing I got was an unfriendly letter telling me I was being assessed a daily fine for having a color on my door not authorized by the association. Well, that was your fault because you bought the cheapest paint possible, the neon green. (laughs) I did not buy neon green, (laughs) but I did buy a paint color that, that I thought would be nice. You're colorblind. I'm I'm partially colorblind. (laughs) I didn't know, but I also didn't even know what a mandatory homeowners association was. And I got slapped around pretty hard by that. (laughs) And then I had to repaint the door in the color code it was supposed to be. And I did it right away to stop the daily fines. And that's when I learned, and that was two generations ago, I learned about it. At that point, not many people lived in homeowners association communities, but they control what fence you can have, what color roof you can have, whether you can have solar on your roof, unless there's a state law in your state that says they can't keep you from having solar and all this stuff. I mean, and there are people who just can't stand it. They say what kind of grass you have to have and how tall it can be and on and on and on. It can be hyper specific and one of the things with homeowners associations and condo associations is there's no separation of powers the condo association board or the homeowner association board they're judge jury and executioner there is no normal process for appeal and sometimes they can be a real pain it can be a positive and can be an enormous positive because the thing i talked about about somebody's yard falling apart or they have cars up on blocks or whatever. I mean, the advantage of a homeowner association is clear too. You have to know up front though, like I did not. And I didn't know I couldn't paint the door. I mean, it was my door, but I wasn't allowed to paint it whatever I wanted to. You got to know that in a a homeowners or condominium association, you're going to have these rules. You must live by them. If you have a board that's misbehaving, that's power hungry or whatever, then organize yourselves, run for board seats and take it away from the people that are being abusive. But do not decide you're going to get in a fight with the board when they tell you, you can't do this or you can't do that or do the other because they have extraordinary powers. And in a number of states, they can issue fines to you and then foreclose on you. They can just take your home away. You're out of your home. So know the scoop, know the rules. And if you don't know the rules and you get in trouble, comply because failure to comply is bad ugly. Okay. See, it's football season, so I can go back to saying bad ugly. (laughs) Maureen in Michigan says, Clark, I want to shop around for cheaper car insurance, but I currently use the same company for car and home insurance. My recent car insurance statement says a multiple line discount has been applied, but it doesn't say how much. Is there a way to tell from the statement how much I'm saving by bundling? It won't make sense to get less expensive car insurance if my homeowner's insurance cost increases. 
I'm reluctant to contact the insurance agent because I'm not sure if I'll get a straight answer. And Clark, thanks for all you do. For years, I was too intimidated about all things financial until I started listening to you. Now I take control of my finances and I'm feeling much more secure about them. Well, Maureen, I'm really, really happy about that. And there's a tendency to try to make this stuff confusing. A lot of it is confusing, but it should not intimidate because every bit you learn, it puts you more and more in control. And this is a perfect example. So here you are. It's kind of like this hidden number. How much are you saving with what they call tying, where you have auto and homeowners with the same people? Are you getting a substantial discount? You're getting a tiny one or somewhere in between? Well, in most states, and you live in Michigan, you'd have to call your state insurance department. You can find out. They have to file rates with the insurance commissioner's office or the insurance department. So you can call the consumer line there and say, how much discount do I get with my insurer? Tell them the name of the insurer for having auto and homeowners together. It doesn't say on my bill, can you tell me what rate they filed? what the discount is. And in most states, there would be a stated amount that the insurance department can tell you. So you know, is it a 5% discount, 2%, 10%? Usually it'll be somewhere roughly more or less 10%. It's worthwhile once you find out that number or use 10 as a likely marker to call around and see what's available from other people for your car insurance. And then when you call your agent and you say, hey, I'm going to switch my auto insurance because I found it much cheaper elsewhere, don't be surprised if the agent, because this is a captive agent company where the agent works for the company, if they say, oh, well, let me, let me see if we can re-rate your policy for you. And they come back with a lower premium for that auto insurance to keep both your auto and homeowners. Richard in New York says, a question for the man from Roth. My daughter has just finished her PhD and has accepted a position in the UK with a UK company. Since she will not be earning a US salary, is there any way that she can continue contributing to her Roth IRA? And P.S., if something happens that she does not like, she calls it Clark Rages. Clark Rages. So, um, Richard, the answer is yes with a lot of uh, asterisks attached to it. A U.S. citizen working outside the United States can fund a Roth IRA, but the rules for it, funding it are, I mean, they're going to make your eyes glaze over. So it's going to take her some work. Congratulations to her, by the way, on completing a Ph.D. program. You know, I enrolled in a Ph.D. program in didn't even finish the first semester. I did not know that. Years ago, after I got my master's, I enrolled in a PhD program, and then I decided, you know what, I've been in school long enough. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that are uh, ABD, all but dissertation. To get all the way through is an incredible accomplishment to get a PhD. So since she's got a PhD, she's good at research. (laughs) Maybe I'd start an Investopedia, because this is a pretty esoteric area. Read their guide to what's required to have a Roth when you're an American citizen working overseas. You still pay federal taxes, don't you? Yeah. 
So, so there's there's a foreign tax exclusion, and then that reduces the amount that's eligible to go in a Roth, blah, 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 blah. It is a technical area that you don't want to mess up on. Also, if you're an American working overseas, you may want a specialty tax accountant who is expert at dealing with people who are Americans working in other countries. This is a specialty thing. Uh, she's going to the United Kingdom. People who take a job in Canada as U.S. citizens, you unleash a complicated tax nightmare like you've never seen. And so people will hire a specialty tax attorney, a tax accountant, who is expert at Americans working in Canada. You don't necessarily need that for the United Kingdom, but you would possibly benefit from having an accountant who is familiar with foreign taxation or Americans working overseas so that uh, there's things beyond just the Roth. You want to make sure you do exactly right so you don't get those nasty grams from the IRS. And Sean in the District of Columbia says, I got a new job with a TSP. Thrift Savings Plan, the greatest <laughs> savings plan ever, ever. I'm going to do 5% in my Roth contributions. Is the government match in a Roth or a traditional? Also, what do I do with the $60,000 in my 403B? Leave it or combine it into my TSP? Slowly roll into my Roth IRA? My income is double at $150,000, so the tax implications will be bigger. Congratulations. Uh, yes, that's fantastic news with the much higher income. So there's a new law that permits employers to match with either pre-tax or post-tax dollars if the employer participates. I have no idea if federal agencies are participating in this yet. And so it'll be at your option whether the match is if the feds are allowing federal employees to do this at the agency you're going to be at, you will have the option of either having pre-tax match on the TSP or, if permitted, post-tax match where you pay the tax up front for the match being in the Roth version of the TSP. Now, for most taxpayers, because tax rates are historically low right now, most taxpayers would benefit, except for ultra-high income earners, doing the Roth version of whatever retirement plan is you're doing and paying the tax for whatever employer match there is, if permitted where you work, to go Roth match instead of traditional. As best we can find online, though, the federal government is not yet permitting TSP match from the government to go in post-tax. So far, as best we can find, still only pre-tax. As for the 403B, 403B money, even in a lower cost provider, you're paying much higher fees than what are going to be available in the TSP. So moving money over from the 403B into your TSP over time would be very much to your advantage, even if you're going to have to pay out taxes to do that conversion over time. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Remember, our Team Clark Consumer Action Center provides you one-on-one -on -one free advice and guidance and information when you need it. Available to you Monday through Friday, 
You can see how to talk with a member of our team for free if you go to clark.com slash CAC.